Hello, everyone. This is Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor gives you a masterclass on how beating the line by getting ahead of the number and generating tons of closing line value doesn't mean you'll make money. I am said <laughs> statistics professor, Professor Sides. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today, we're talking week eight of the 2021 college football campaign. With me today are my co-host, Cousin Jared, who went 13 and eight last week back to his winning ways back in the black for the season. Hello there. Uh, good morning. Good to be with y'all again, as always. So, uh, yeah, six and 13 and one last week. I was very concerned about midway through the day today. Started out two and six, excuse me, midway through the day on Saturday. Started out about two and six. I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is crumbling again. And then an amazing, like, 11 and two run to the finish for me on Saturday. So that was very, very exciting. Yep, yep. And then also with me is Jack. Uh, no picks last week. He's back from his vacation, sitting at 52% for the season. Hello to you as well. Hello, guys. Taking a vacation saved me so much money because everything I thought was going to happen last week didn't. There you go. So, hooray. That's how this whole season's been, it seems like. Um, But yes, as I mentioned in the lead, uh, my pick struggled again. But, you know, the rumor is if we keep getting on the right side of the number, then things will pan out. So I'm going to hang my hat on that. You'll hear me reference the model throughout the show. So a reminder for everyone that my full power ratings are available in the Google sheet that's in the links. The difference between the two teams ratings, once you add in a home field advantage, makes up what the model thinks the spread should be, which gives us a good idea of where there's value week to week. In the long run, this is a winning strategy. However, the model is built to optimize for 130 teams, meaning that it will consistently miss on a few. It also doesn't know about recent injuries. So what I'll attempt to do in the course of this episode is explain where I think the model will shine and where I don't trust it. Also, please note that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable every week, unfortunately, that cannot be guaranteed. The aforementioned Google Sheet contains all of the college football picks that the three of us will make for the week. They'll also be posted on Twitter and tracked via the free bet tracking app, BetStamp. Don't forget to check out my MLB picks. Links are in the description. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, rate, leave a review. We truly appreciate any and all of those things. We're going to kick off this week with another round of the good, the bad, and the best. Cousin Jared, what was good about week seven college football? I'm going to go with a big hat tip and thank you to Purdue. I am so happy that we are probably not going to have to concern ourselves with Iowa in the college football playoff. That would have been disgusting to have to see somebody favored by like 35 points over Iowa in the first round of a a playoff. So uh, thank you, Purdue, for making us not have to worry about that. Yeah, you're, you're right, and our, our, at least our one Iowa fan is throwing something at this point. Hooray <laughs> for an Indiana school. Um, <laughs> for doing something. Yeah, I mean, you are right. If Iowa had made the playoff, the, the spread there would have been just puzzling. Yeah. It would, Like you said, it would have been a, probably a 20-point favorite or something ridiculous, and none of us would have yeah. been able to handle it because none of us know what to do with Iowa in general. We've talked about it on this podcast before how, and this is exactly what happened, against a weaker opponent, they – I don't know if they don't show up. They just don't generate the turnovers. Yep, they, get better yep. opponents, they have the better luck. It's very confusing. Um, yep. Yeah. So yeah, we have avoided that for the playoff, at least uh, for me, what was good. I'm going to talk about the underlying metrics real quick. Kind of already talked about this, but compared to other popular models, my mean absolute error was smaller. Almost every line moved my way. I feel like that's a good sign. There were a couple of cases where it didn't like South Alabama early in the week. That was an easy win. So in the rare cases where I looked at it and I wondered why people were going against where I was going, I still won. Um, you know, talk about, we talked about Ole Miss, Tennessee, right? My number said that uh, Ole Miss should not have been that big of a favorite, and that's exactly where the line moved. I was scared of it, but at least the model knew where right. it was going. So 
I think that's encouraging. Uh, there is a lot to like, in my opinion, we look under the hood, even if the car kind of sputtered a little bit last week. Um, on to the bad, Cousin Jared. So the bad thing is, and I can't take credit for this necessarily. I think I saw Bill Connolly was somebody who mentioned it, but I'm almost getting to the point where I'm concerned that the entire top 25 has cannibalized itself. And the people that are left at the end of the year are the same teams that we would have thought would have been there at the beginning of the year. So just looking at it now, I'm just kind of wondering out loud, what are the odds of us having a Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State playoff? You know, I feel like that's very much still on the table, which with all of the craziness that's, ha that's happened this year, you would have thought that, you know, there's no way that that's going to happen. But if I were told you at the beginning of the season, you would have said, no, yeah, that that sounds about right. Maybe Clemson not being there is the only surprise. Uh, but that kind of just leaves me with Cincinnati, the eyes of the world are upon you. Please do not mess something up here these next six or seven weeks. Yeah, and you're right that too mentioned it. He, I think he made the comment that, when you get peak chaos, you circle back around exactly where you started. Yeah. And I think Alabama's got a little bit of a tougher spot because they'll have to play Georgia in the yeah. title game. They might still make it with two losses. Depends on exactly what other chaos happens, right? So Alabama could absolutely make it with two losses. They could beat Georgia. And then a one-loss Bama and a one-loss Georgia both make it. Yep. yep. So that is very much on the table. Um, but like you said, early on, we would have thought, Ohio State with that early loss. Of course, we've seen that playbook before too, right? Ohio State with an early loss hasn't mattered. Yep. Uh, you thought Oklahoma with continuously playing. This is the first time Oklahoma, I believe, did not win a game by one score all season um, other than the uh, FCS opponent they played. Yeah, and the funny thing is if Rattler's not benched, I don't feel nearly as bad about Oklahoma or feel nearly as good about Oklahoma running the table, I guess. Right. So uh, Lincoln Riley, why'd you, why'd you screw this up? We needed you to lose. So, you know, put, put Rattler back in, please. <laughs> If Georgia does lose to Bama in the title game, does Cincy still get in? <sighs> if things stay where they are now, and it's those five teams, it's a very interesting discussion. My hunch mm -hmm. is it won't. But if it does, I agree. if it does, I don't know. What do you think, Cousin Jared? I, I, I don't know. I think you could probably just say that I'm crazy, but. I still have questions about Ohio State. I don't feel completely confident about them running the table. In that scenario, I agree. I think Cincinnati's probably the one left out, but I think the, the Big Ten East might just do something crazy. And, you know, you could have a two or three loss team come, come out of that, depending on how everything plays out. And our three Pac-12 listeners are in a bar crying somewhere on Monday morning. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, yeah, no idea what to do with Oregon, by the way. I don't know if we're going to touch yeah. on them later, but no idea what to do with Oregon. Oregon, I think, has to be on the outside looking in of any Big Ten one-loss team. Right. They have to be on the outside looking in of Oklahoma. They have to be on the outside looking in, in my opinion, of Cincinnati. But if all of that chaos happens, I mean, they're lurking. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, look, it's got to be the fans of Tennessee. Uh, enough has been said about them in the situation. I'll give you guys a second here. I just want to remind everyone, look, watch how much you're drinking at these games. Remember to treat people, including those who have a different team than you, treat people with respect. Other fan bases, don't let that be you later in the season. Yeah. Yeah. That was awful. It is okay to be upset. It is not okay to act in a way that would harm yourself or others. Right, right. And that's, you know, mental health side note, right? Exactly. It's okay to have emotions. It's okay to be upset. We love the passion, right? It's just how you handle that is 
important in all aspects of life. So yeah, that was, that was bad, but we're going to get that taste out of our mouth. We're going to close with the best thing from this last week. Cousin Jared, what was the best thing for you? Best thing for me was I called my shot on Twitter. I told everybody earlier in the week that I wanted Alabama Mississippi state total under, uh, it had to be at least 58 for that to be a play for me. Waited happened to have got it at 58 and a half. And of course the total ended up being 58, a half point under uh, the number that I had played. So a uh, great call on my part that makes up for a couple of the half point and one point losses that I had had the week before. So, so that was the best thing for me. I, I, I call my shot there and somehow it actually ended up coming to fruition. Yeah. Every once in a while those things happen. I, I mentioned the, all the closing line value I generate, all the numbers going my way. It didn't matter in a single game, all of the <laughs> extra good numbers that I got, you know, but like, yeah. I can point out, you know, it, it'll happen. It's just a small sample size thing. Yeah. Right? Every once in a while those things really do matter. So yeah. Well, speaking of small sample size, my, my best thing this week was I went on the rare late lunch date with my wife after having a kid. And by the time I was done, Oklahoma state found a way to win by eight. <laughs> I mean, that was a very weird second half for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't watch a minute of it. So I'm like, hence the question marks. Like so, someone explain to me what I'm getting out of this team, because this is the most confusing top 10 team I've seen maybe ever. Yeah. I mean, it does. It reminds me of some of the Oklahoma State. Te- uh, there was a whole, an Oklahoma State team just like this yeah. five, 10 years ago, I want to say, where no one thought anything of them and they won all these close games and everyone was confused. I, I don't remember which one it is. Yeah. But at least then I knew how they were winning those close games. This, this, this year, they, they invent new ways, which I guess is a good thing for as long as it lasts. Well, we'll see. see. Who, who, who's on the schedule this week? Oh, great. Iowa State. That was good. I was just about to say, I, we'll see I've, if they can keep that rolling this week. I've seen this movie. Ames. Yeah. Yeah. And Iowa State team who's somehow out of the top 25, that's going to provide some challenges. Um, the best thing for me, you know, we still have half a season to go. There's lots of football ahead. It's been fun so far in a wacky way. Uh, there's been chaos like crazy so far the bounces haven't gone exactly like I hoped but there are tons of games left uh, which is a perfect segue into moving on to this week as usual all lines courtesy of Circus Sportsbook we've got some midweek games we've got a lot of midweek games to talk about so this is one of those things where if you're listening to this on a Friday we'll already have three of these in the book if you're listening to this on a Saturday morning we'll already have seven of these done so again we're going to look either really smart or not last week in our fund up game if you listen to the actors we did not look smart we we went no we looked like idiots we looked like idiots (laughs) And and I tweeted about this if you follow if you follow me on Twitter there that you know Louisiana had not showed up they had some barely you know some close wins against bad teams and then all of a sudden they really showed up to play we did not look very smart so we're going to get right back to some more fun belt here uh wednesday this week not tuesday uh, a really exciting matchup i think i'm i'm pumped for this game coastal carolina is at appalachian state uh cousin jared i'll let you kick us off Sure. So uh, official play for me here, I, I'm laying the three and a half points with Coastal Carolina. Um, so a, a couple of things here. Number one, Coastal has just been demolishing teams this year. Obviously, they're, they're very good, kind of as we expected. And I, I was I, I was kind of shocked by what I saw from App State last week and definitely don't want to overreact to that. But the two best teams they played this year, Louisiana and Miami, and we know that Miami's not very good. Those are the two games that they've struggled the most in. So uh, I don't see why they wouldn't struggle against a very good Coastal team here. And the other thing is Coastal's coming off a bye. And as is with the past couple of years, this is basically for a place in the Sun Belt Championship game. So 
I, there's no way that Coastal is going to overlook this team or say, oh, they just got, you know, their butts kicked by Louisiana. We're not going to have a problem with them. Uh, they're not going to overlook them. So I, I have no issue laying the three and a half points here. So crazy intro for me being back. Official play for me. I'm actually going to go the opposite way. And, and oh, no. yeah, I'm going to take the points and App State for two major reasons. One, I get the hook. And, and two, this game's on a freaking Wednesday. I'm not even sure what bye weeks mean anymore when you continuously play games midweek. Um, yeah, and that's going to keep happening too. It's going to get weird for a lot of these teams. Yeah, and yes, Coastal has been on an absolute tear, but their last three games have been against UMass, Louisiana Monroe, and Arkansas State. Not exactly murderers row. Touche. Touche. <laughs> um, th- th- this is, this is going to be the first team with a pulse that Coastal plays in a month. And at this point, I am just hoping for continued chaos. It's not a bad idea, honestly, especially getting the hook. I mentioned this on Twitter when it first came out. Actually, when it first came out, it was under three, which just blew my mind. It hung at three for a while. And I tweeted this and said, hey, if y'all can get three, take the three. At three for me, this is the best bet. Uh, by the time we locked in lines, again, we don't want to take all of those early numbers because they, they all move around so much. I did tweet out. Uh, early on in the afternoon, a bunch of numbers I think are going to move. Most all of them are going the direction I thought this was, um, you know, one of those. So again, at three, it's the best bet, but we locked in three and a half here. So it's a normal play for me at three and a half. The model thinks this should be a six point Coastal Carolina win. It usually fades Coastal and it usually likes Appalachian State. I've been on Appalachian State a lot this year. So anytime the model all of a sudden flips like that, it tells me that there's been an overreaction or an underreaction either way, that I'm seeing something different in my numbers than what everybody else is seeing. And that usually bodes well. I like when that happens. So again, if it does drop to three by the time you're listening to this, that would be best bet territory for me. Prime overreaction opportunity with Louisiana last week. It is. And I don't, I, just as Jared said, I don't want this to feel like an overreaction. That's what the model's there for. The model's there to kind of say, this is what it should be. So this is not m- me saying there's this one game that they played bad in. It's just that Appalachian State has been kind of disappointing all season. They just haven't played up to the level that um, I had hoped last week was kind of, in hindsight, I guess the last hurrah with them. <laughs> and uh, that's not work out well. And, and, and let the record show, if, if Coastal wins by 60, I wouldn't be too surprised. And I'll just shrug this off, take the L, and move on. If it gets out of hand, it could get ugly because everyone's looking for style points in these type of games, right? Yeah. So I don't think that'll matter in a three-and-a-half-point spread. That matters more in like a 14-point spread where you say they're not letting off, off the pedal. But, of course, I don't know if that'll happen here. We have two Thursday games. I don't know if either one of y'all have much to say on either one of these, but they're both best bets of mine, and they're both under a similar – idea we talked about this last week the model does not love laying big numbers when it does i love it and so i'm going to lay the 14 with smu i'm going to lay the 17 with louisiana smu is a 14 point home favorite against tulane the model says it should be 18 and uh i i kind of want to talk about these best bets where do i like it up to a best bet really 14 is kind of the limit if it gets above that i still like it it's just not a best bet i don't really want to lay that hook on the 14 Louisiana being a 17 point road favorite best bet same thing I like it at 17 there at 17 and a half it's a normal play but at 17 it's a best bet the model thinks it should be 21 at a very bad Arkansas State team Uh, I don't know if either one of you want to say anything about either one of those Thursday games please do something else with your Thursday dear listeners they they likely will be ugly games (laughs) 
Yeah, and, and I think there's still just a lingering effect of how close Tulane played Oklahoma that first week of the season. I, I think that's giving them like a point or point and a half every week that they probably just shouldn't be, uh-huh. uh, you know, laying or, or getting at this point. I think it's absolutely right. And, and maybe even a point, point and a half off of SMU. People not realizing SMU is sneaky good. They were undervalued against TCU, and that was an easy win. I, I've taken them a couple other times this year. But, yeah, you take a point here, point there, and this line 16, and I say, yeah, you know, 16, model yeah. says 18. Maybe I like it, but I don't love it right. But, yeah, just an extra, extra value there hanging on at 14 to like it. And then we've got three Friday games to talk about. The first one is – a doozy we could have put this in the you don't have to watch them to make the money segment middle tennessee state at uconn i don't know if this will be on television i believe it's a 5 p.m central start so it'll be a an early game to watch because what else are you going to do on a friday afternoon yeah what live live your life people yeah (laughs) exactly exactly if you're sitting in traffic please don't get in a car crash because you're dying to watch middle tennessee state at uconn (laughs) middle tennessee state is a 15 point road favorite the model thinks it should only be 12 so i'm taking as an official pick uconn plus 12 Uh... Man, that, this, this is the best or no? Yes, I no, know. This don't is do a, this. Hey, this is a plug your nose and play it kind of thing. UConn what? has still been playing pretty hard. They've got a lot of backdoor opportunities. Middle Tennessee Look, State they, is not good. They got their win against Yale. Congratulations, UConn. You are not the worst team in Connecticut. And at this point, <laughs> at this point, they're going to rest on their laurels and just coast the rest of the season. You know, Good luck, I don't professor. Think that's the case. They had opportunities all season to quit and they haven't done it yet. I like this over 14. Middle Tennessee State just isn't good enough to be laying this many points on the road against anybody. And I mean that on a Friday. I, I mean, yes, literally. Like if they were going to lay this many points on the road and it's a justifiable, it is this spot and it is not okay. So the answer is no. There is no FBS team that Middle Tennessee State should be a 14 point road favorite on in my opinion. Uh, and a Friday game that you might actually care about, Memphis at UCF. UCF is a short two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Anybody got anything on this one? I'm divorcing myself from Memphis. Uh, had the bad beats two weeks in a row on the total. I flip around and play Navy, and Navy doesn't cover, and the under hits. Uh, I'm, I'm divorcing myself from Navy right now, which probably just means watch Twitter, because later this week I'll probably play the under and find a way to get a bad beat and lose again. So just, just be watching for that, because I'm sure it'll happen. I wish we could find a way to help you, Cousin Jared. I wish we yeah, could. I but, I mean, I acceptance, admittance is the first step. Yeah. Yes, uh, I- I admit I have a problem. Yes, I, <laughs> I, I, problem. I was I was keeping track of, of that game, that Memphis Navy game, and I was thinking just that that Memphis has just been a, a, a tough team to peg this yeah. year for, for this entire podcast, it seems like. I am leaning UCF. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the, the two and a half points, uh, but it's a small play for me. I I the math thinks that it should be uh, a little over three. I like the spot for Central Florida. The problem is Central Florida's 0-5 against the spread. They are not mm. the same teams that we've that they've had in recent years, so they, they aren't that good. As Has the number caught up to them or not? That's the only reason I'm a little hesitant. So I think UCF is the side to be on at 2.5, but I'm not making a full stake in that investment just because I don't really know if the number's caught up to them or not. I, I think we're about there, but you never really know. So... I'm a little nervous about that one, but at least it's under a field goal. Friday night, Colorado State at Utah State. Colorado State, also a short two-and-a-half-point favorite. 
which way are you going on this one, Cousin Jared? So uh, official play from me here, I am taking the over 55 and a half. Uh, the past two weeks, the Colorado State offense has been playing much better. Uh, they had 36 points last week. They had 32 points the week before with six field goals. So we've already wow. discussed earlier this season. Yeah, eventually some of those field goals are going to turn into touchdowns. Utah State uh, has played a couple teams this year that really like to run the ball, and they gave up 34 points to BYU and 45 points to, to Air Force. Um, so one note on this, if you have the option or if you can find it elsewhere for 55, I would definitely do that. Um, 55 is the most common total number in college football the past uh, five years with almost 4% of all games ending at 55. So I really like this a lot more if I could get it at 55 or below. Uh, for grading purposes, we'll take it at 55 and a half. Uh, but again, if you could buy that half point down to 55, I would probably recommend Why? doing that. Why is that? Is that just because we're a society with five fingers on each hand and we like fives? Two field goals. Bunch, bunch of touchdowns, two field goals. There, there, there you go. In the NFL, it's the same thing. 48 is a key number because mm -hmm. the same thing. One last touchdown and two field goals. Makes sense. Yeah. And it, it, good talk there, Jared, about the key numbers. It's something you always want to look at. Know your key numbers. They're a little bit different for the NFL and college. You mentioned 4%. I will also add an extra nugget. You're getting more value on this game because it's 4% of all college games. But we know that there are games that are going to lie nowhere near 55. There's some totals that we've mm. seen in the last couple of weeks of totals in the 30s. The probability that those land 55 mm. is a lot fewer. There's totals sometimes in the 70s or close to 80. We know that's like less likely to be 55. And so if you do a conditional probability and say, what is the probability? Probability that this game lands 55, it's actually going to be higher than 4%. It's probably going to be more in the 5 or 6% range. So you're getting a lot of value there around that key number. So, yes, it's a very good point there. Shop around. Yes. Th thank you for a uh, professor's office hours for today. Exactly. Uh, additional probabilities. There we go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, Monday morning, <laughs> professor. I just thought I didn't bring my notebook. Like I don't have my about. coffee. <laughs> I am not yes. prepared for class. Yes. A quick side note, if you're unfamiliar with the term conditional probability, we simply mean the probability given what we know about this specific situation, as opposed to putting a blanket probability on, on all games. So uh, yeah, you'll have to catch me when I just throw out some random statistics jargon like that. Uh, we have one last, oh no, I've got to make a pick on this one too. I'm just trying to move on to the next one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Colorado State. I'm laying the two and a half. And I'm just trying to move on. This is one of my best bets. I've got a ton of best bets. I love this week's slate. I don't know what that means, but I love oh. so many games this week. I love this number here at two and a half for Colorado State. Best bet for me, up to three. The model thinks it should be closer to six. Colorado State's playing really well lately. They are moving the right direction. I think they keep that rolling here. Yeah, I, I don't want to derail us too much, but how did Colorado State lose to Vanderbilt? earlier this year i i'm i'm very confused did they lose to vanderbilt i remember i hit the, hit the under in that game i don't remember who won they played vanderbilt close is what i'm getting at and they've been playing a lot better and i have no idea how that game was close now looking back at it vanderbilt has two i don't remember either i remember watching the game it was so long ago vanderbilt has two wins so i'm gonna guess vanderbilt won that game i don't know yeah. it was close yeah. and ugly yeah and yeah the way colorado state is playing right now i think they win that game by two touchdowns definitely but yes, there's, that was there's, there, there's what 5,000 college football games that are played every season. And if you take the 1% of the strangest games, that's still like 50 games. Let, let's just yeah. file that under one of those. Yeah, yeah, very true. Definitely, definitely. All right. Now, finally, the last threat. I'm just so excited to get to I'm, I'm excited to get to an after dark game. We'll talk about this later, but there is a Friday Pac 12 after dark game. Oh. <laughs> Washington at Arizona. This feels like a game that 
you, it gets ugly and you fall asleep on the couch because it's late and it's boring because <laughs> yeah. Jared, what, what's your take on this one? So the perfect streak with me betting on Washington games continues. I am now five and zero in Washington games. That was, I mean, I wouldn't say an easy win with UCLA last week, but you know, that, that one point was definitely valuable that we got there. It was a close game the whole way through. Um, so guys, Arizona like doesn't have a quarterback. They're, they're down to one scholarship quarterback. And again, everybody's been rotated through at this point. They've got injuries. Everybody's been benched at various times. Um, so I am down to one starting quarterback that they've benched like four times already. I mean, that's not a good sign. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, I, I also like the, the under in this game, if I could get it like under 45 and a half or under 45, I would like endorse that play too. Uh, but just because of Arizona's quarterback situation, official play for me here, I am laying, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm laying 16 points with Washington here because I just don't think Arizona is going to score more than like six. So this game feels like 33 to six or something like that. to me. I am, so, so official play, I'm laying the 16 points with Washington. I, I am shocked that you're risking this streak on a Friday night after dark game. Man, Arizona, they just, they can't, they can't move the ball. They just, they just can't do it. And normally I would agree with you. It's Pac-12. It's late. It's a weeknight. It has all the signing, uh, all the warning signs of just stay away from this game. But I, I just, I just can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. I have, I have a few things to add here. First off, uh, I, took Arizona State Arizona as a lean last week at plus six and a half they hung in there were covering for a while and then the wheels fell off their defense stopped playing their offense they cannot move the ball as you talked about I think if you're Washington streak I kind of think no matter what happens we're just going to force you to make a Washington pick every week until this loses just because we're just going (laughs) to keep riding the hot hand um But I am with you. I lean Washington. So again, a small play for me. I lean Washington minus 16. The model thinks, uh, you know, it's right around there. But everything you said is spot on. I kind of thought you were going to the under, but you make a good point about the key number. Arizona's not going to score. It doesn't take many point, many touchdowns for Washington to get outside that number. Washington gets up 21-3, and that might be all they need. So I don't yep. love Washington's offense, but I think they can put up uh, 21. You also, you're hearing some rumblings from Washington about the coach situation, where they're going with that. If they can come out fired up, this is a team that they can just stomp, uh, and kind of take out some of their frustrations from last week on. So a lean for me, Washington minus 16. And that does us for the midweek games. This is where we normally would go to the games you care about segment. Um, this week, we're going to have to put that on hiatus. There's really <laughs> not a lot of good games to talk about. There is specifically one that I would talk about, but it's actually going to fall into the numbers we're waiting on segments. So I, I don't mean, know there, where to go with this. I, there are games that like the three of us care about. Absolutely. But, but, but nothing that we should like encourage people to care about because yeah. this could be painful for us this week as fans. <laughs> Absolutely. There's not any top 25 teams playing each other. Some of the games involving some of the better teams are bigger spreads. So there's some games that are quasi interesting. Maybe we should have done that. We should have made the games you quasi care about segment. <laughs> We're just going to move right into the next segment. You don't have to watch them to make the monies. This is where we remind you that every winner pays the same, even if it's not a sexy matchup. For this week, we've got seven games we're going to talk about here. Every one of them is the best bet for me. So I have a ton that I like here. Whoa. But most of these are going to be ugly in one way, shape, or form. And I and I'll, I'll try to touch on that as we go through them. We're going to start off with a laugher, Illinois at Penn State. Penn State is a 23 and a half point favorite. That is a lot of points. Uh, Cousin Jared, what's your take on this one? 
I have no take on this one. I'm interested to see what your play is. All right, Jack. Please. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're off to a great I, I, start. I'd like to, I'll, I'll yield the remainder of my time to the professor. Lecture All right. <laughs> All right. The model is 5-0 and backing, or backing or fading Penn State. I think it's 4-0 backing Penn State, 1-0 when it fades Penn State. Illinois has failed to cover six straight games. The model thinks this should be 26. Again, it's a big number. The model has a decent gap between what it thinks and what the spread is. So I'm taking, I'm laying the 23 and a half best bet. I like it up to 24. If it gets over 24, it's still a play for me, but not a best bet. So I think Penn State runs away with this one. This is one of those games. Don't watch it. Just keep up with it on the game tracker. Maybe at the half, it'll probably be 35 to zip. And then we don't have to worry about it anymore. (laughs) Sticking in the Big Ten in a game that might be a little more interesting with how close it is, but might be a little more ugly in terms of the total number of points. Wisconsin at Purdue. Wisconsin is a three-point road favorite. What do you have for us, Cousin Jared? Uh, Letdown spot for Purdue. Uh, yeah, but but at the same time, I mean, how many points was Wisconsin going to score? Like ten. Uh, so I mean, I have no idea. Like like the other team has to be capable of letting the home team let themselves yeah. down in this scenario, <laughs> and I'm not sure you're going to get that in this game. So I am taking the three points with Purdue. Uh, make sure yeah, no one's taking any sips of water here. My model thinks this should be Purdue favored by four and a half. I mean, wow, that is quite the difference. So I was going through, you know, this is the best bet up to this number. I don't know. Pick your number. I, I, getting the three is, is lovely, obviously. If it stays yeah. at three, it's for sure a best bet. If it drops below three, I like it a little bit less. The question is there, how do you handicap the letdown spot? How do you handicap the fact that Wisconsin gets up on an Army team, 13 to nothing, who is going to really struggle in that spot? Let's Army back in the game and needs a late turnover to ensure that they win. I keep wanting to believe in Wisconsin. It keeps not happening. And my numbers keep falling for them week after week, which is why I'm at Purdue should be four and a half point favorite. Yes. So to be clear, this is because you're fading Wisconsin, not because you're like, oh man, Purdue beat Iowa. It's it's Purdue is playing better and better. The Iowa win plays into it a little bit, but yes, it's not about just last week. It's the fact that Purdue, I think is an underrated team. Um, Last week really solidifies that. And yes, it's a, it's a massive fate of Wisconsin who, I, like I, I, I took them last week against Army and thought, this is perfect. They got up to that lead. And the fact that they couldn't, they couldn't do anything else uh, it has to be really discouraging for the faithful in Madison. Yeah. And, and I'm, I really, just for the, the sake of entertainment on this podcast and everything, I really don't like to just follow the model's picks or anything because that would be kind of boring but uh everybody pay attention on bet stamp or the the google sheet this may turn into a play for me because just thinking it through hearing us talk about this i mean that wisconsin offense is so bad i mean getting a field goal there is like i mean like i said how many points is wisconsin going to score right so that field goal could be huge regardless of what the model thinks you know even if wisconsin wins this game are they going to win it by you know 10 definitely i don't think so so uh yeah the professor may have just talked me into this one i like it i like it you could probably pay me to take purdue but that's about what it would take (laughs) what a strong statement there jack (laughs) uh moving on utsa minus six at louisiana tech uh utsa becoming one of my favorite teams you know i had a i had a Definite strong hatred of UTSA early on. I backed them back-to-back winners on the Roadrunners. They're ranked now number 24 in the AP poll. Uh, Cousin Jerry, do you have anything to say for this one? 
So I am making this a best bet for me, my fourth one of the season. I am laying the six points with UT San Antonio. And all I wrote down here, I don't have a hard-hitting analysis on this. What I wrote down here was, what's going on with this line? This isn't right. <laughs> That's my yeah. analysis. It's nice to see UTSA doing well. Yes. Because like, is. I, mean, I mean, they're not that young, or they're not that old a program. They started up mm-hmm. what, within the last decade, right? I think it's been a little more than that, but not that much. close to a decade. Yeah. But yeah, like I mean, especially where they are, no, no, no reason for them to not do well. Absolutely, great uniform combination as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am also laying the six. As I said, everything in this segment is a best bet for me. Because uh, Jarrett's spot on. I don't really have much else to add on this one, other than it's a best bet up to ten for me. My model says fourteen, and if you said fourteen on this, I would have just nodded and been like, "That seems about right." UTSA yeah. is much better than Louisiana Tech. I don't care that it's on the road. I'm like you, this line makes zero sense to me. Uh, maybe someone, you know, again, we record these early in the week. Maybe we've, there's a lot of games. Maybe we've missed seven yeah. key injuries or something. I don't know. <laughs> it may, that's the only thing they could explain it. Even one yeah, it, w- it would have to be about seven injuries. Mm-hmm. It'd have to be a ton, uh, especially under a touchdown. I mean, this is like the best city of all the best bets here, right? Uh, UTSA should win this one handily. Cincinnati is a 27-point road favorite at Navy. Jared, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm not too concerned about, about Navy knocking off Cincinnati. But again, just a reminder to um, Cincinnati, everybody's watching you. Please don't screw up. Please, please. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Jack? Oh, Navy. Oh, poor Navy. <laughs> if, so, so you know, I, I watched the first half of Cincinnati UCF, and Cincinnati just ran, the, ran them right out of the building. UCF at least has some of the manpower necessary to get moderately back in a situation like that. Navy does not. Um, so a, a official pick for me, I am going to lay all of those points with Cincinnati because I think this is going to get ugly early and it's going to stay that way. I think you're right. I'm on the same side. I'm laying to 27. The model thinks 30 and a half. And again, remember the model doesn't like, you hear me say that I'm like broken record. The model doesn't like laying the big numbers. So I'm highlighting those spots because when it does, it's like flashing red lights. Mm-hmm. I like this up to 28 as a best bet. I'd still lay it even if it gets higher, but up to 28 is a best bet. I like, I love this even more when it first came out 26, 26 and a half was even better because it could fall 27. Uh, Cincinnati's 5-0 against the spread. They are looking for all of the style points. I don't see why that changes this Mm -hmm. week. My only fear with this game is Navy just grinding it to a halt. That's the only way this goes south. You have to look at either how can the plays go south. I just don't think Navy can do it. I think Cincinnati is way too talented. Yeah, Yeah, defense way too good, I think. And there's no look-ahead option here. Cincinnati plays Tulane next week. I I think Cincinnati's done with tough teams, right? So there will be no look-aheads for them the rest of the season. Um, yeah other than maybe like the last week of the season heading into the conference championship maybe it's yeah. cincinnati versus the scoreboard the rest of the season yes yes and they will be looking for you know the committee we don't look at all that stuff blah 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 they're humans they can't not right that's the, that was the one benefit to the old bcs computer system is you could code it to not look at a certain point and a lot of the systems you know did it they said once it got past 21 or 28 or i mean you could code all that stuff into so it doesn't consider that it doesn't really matter if you run up the score mm-hmm. right but as humans you cannot not see that so they will right. definitely try to run up the score here so yeah lay all the points of cincinnati on that one another uh, military institution army is a home dog to wake forest wake forest is laying uh three and a half points there what do you got for us cousin jared Oh uh, man, I I hesitate to 
fed against army. This just feels like a spot where Wake Forest has kind of been built up and they go in there and they got some real problems. I mean, Wisconsin had problems and, and obviously Wisconsin's defense, defense anyway, is uh, much better than Wake Forest. So I, uh, tr- tricky spot for the Deacons here. Tricky and nigh unwatchable. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't look. At, I pulled a couple of the totals. Yeah, we'll talk about one in the next. It's thing. in this section for a reason, right, Professor? Yeah, exactly, exactly. The total on this one's not going to be very high, probably in the forties. Uh, I'm laying the three and a half with Wake Forest. I really wanted Wake Forest minus three, but the model says it should be eight, and so that's mm-hmm. a best bet, uh, especially if it gets up to up to four. It's a best bet. After, once it gets to four and a half, it's just a normal play. If you're looking at this later in the week again, I don't know exactly where lines are going to go based off my tracking. Uh, about three quarters of them are going the direction, I think, maybe 80%, but I don't know exactly on this one. So if it drops to three, I like it even more. Um, is Wake Forest better than Wisconsin? My initial reaction was yes. Yeah, I, that we're I, having I, this conversation okay. is just a it's, wild world, right? Yeah. I, I think yeah. what I think Wake Forest is better than Wisconsin is. I do not think Wake Forest is as good as Wisconsin could be if they stopped shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. Right. I, I would agree. I, I, I think I think Wisconsin's defense is much better than Wake Forest defense. I think Wake Forest's offense is light years. <laughs> the Wisconsin yeah. offense. Yeah. And that's and, and that's a good point. That is, I think, why I'm comfortable from a personal standpoint laying the three and a half. Again, at some point, if the bottle discrepancy is big enough, I'm trusting it. But yeah. Wake Forest offense will be is a situation where if they get up against Army, they are not going to let yeah. off yeah. and they can keep scoring. Um, yeah. Yes, you do wonder about Army slowing the game down and grinding it to halt, et cetera. But I think Wake Forest is a better team than Wisconsin is. Mm-hmm. And despite their late game shenanigans, Wisconsin would have covered this number. So yeah. uh, obviously flip home road, but I, I think Wake Forest is decent, at least for now. So I'm laying the three and a half with Wake Forest. Next game, again, another total. Uh, it's going to make your, your eyes hurt. Colorado at California, the total 43. Uh, California is a 10 point home favorite. Cousin Jared. So uh, Professor and I were uh, texting on Friday night during the Oregon-Cal game. And Professor, I believe you laid the points with Oregon in that game, correct? And I regretted that decision. I regretted that decision. In the, I'm pretty sure in the first quarter I texted you. I was like, well, why? <laughs> like, what was I doing? I, I don't yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I made the comment because uh, I, I had covered with Cal earlier this season against against Washington, but again, that's, that's the Washington corollary. That's, that's not because I understand Cal or anything. Um, so... I said at the time, you need to fade Cal when they're a favorite and you need to uh, bet Cal when, when they're a dog. I didn't realize how right I was until I went back and, and looked that up. Cal is 3-0 and against the spread as a dog this season. They're 0-3 against the spread as a favorite. They also have five one-score losses this year. It's been a tough season for Justin Wilcox uh, and the Golden Bears out there. Uh, but clearly, they played to the level of their opponent. Colorado is not very good, but I also have no faith that Cal's going to come out and blow them out. Uh, you mentioned that low total there. Getting 10 points with Colorado is extremely enticing. So official play for me, I am taking the 10 points with Colorado here. Mm-hmm. I, 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 too, was on that text message chain. And I, and, and I, too, am learning from the advice of my peers. That's true <laughs> so, wisdom right there. Yeah, yeah. A, a, official play for me. Um, I'm going to also take the points. I invite Cal to string 10 points together in this game. <laughs> um, 
also in this segment for a reason. Don't watch this. Yeah, this no. game's going to be really... And maybe oh. on Pac-12 Network, so maybe... Yeah, that's maybe what I was going to say. Hopefully, hopefully we won't have to worry about watching this. <laughs> Sometimes life saves you from yourself. Yeah, but this game might accidentally be on like ESPNU or something, and then if it's surely enough, it's going to find its way on one of my televisions. Uh, I uh, thrice am taking Colorado, so that's all three of us here, plus 10. The model thinks this should be a three-and-a-half-point spread, so as long as you're getting at least a touchdown, I like Colorado... I love them at the 10. I still like them a lot up to the seven. If you can watch this game, it's because it got interesting, which means that this was the right play. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, This line makes no sense to me either. uh, Neither one of these teams is very good. I don't understand how either one of them is a 10 point favorite accounting for home home field here. That means you think California is more than a touchdown better than Colorado. And that just seems absurd. Um, especially in a wonky Pac-12. We talked about the strategy of the ACC is, right, just take the points when you can get them. Uh, maybe the strategy for the Pac-12 too. So why not just take points in a who the heck knows what's going to happen uh, kind of game, low total, not a lot of points happening. So I am taking... Uh, Unless it's Washington. Colorado. Unless it's Washington, right. We figured out Washington. Yeah. Um, and then our last one for this segment, uh, USC at Notre Dame. And you say, this is a game I want to watch. Let me remind you people, this is not uh, your father's USC team. They are not very good. <laughs> Um, Notre Dame is a six and a half point favorite. So watch at your own peril with just how bad USC actually is. Is my take on that one, cousin Jared? What is your pick? Okay, so let's let's have a thought exercise here. Let's let's close our eyes and let's imagine ourselves Saturday night. We flip over to NBC. We see touchdown Jesus. We've got the Golden Dome helmets on the field. We've got the no logo at midfield. What? is the score on the NBC score bug. I thought you were gonna ask what year is it? I was gonna say like 1984, but that's a whole other <laughs> question. I guess. Okay, so that, that score on that score bug, let's put it this way. Is it 27-21 or is it 38-35? It is not 38-35. It is not 38-35. It is not 38-35. Not at all. Official play from me here. I am taking the under 58. <laughs> 58 is one of those key total numbers that we talked about. Um, USC, every time that they've played a halfway decent team this year, they have just had lots of problems. Um, Notre Dame, I trust their defense way more than their offense. So again, official play for me under 58. So, so gentlemen, we are uh, up here in Indiana, finally getting to the part of the year where it's starting to get a little cold outside. Um, and this, I think, helps your argument cousin jared i think at kickoff it's going to be in the mid 40s for this game probably going to dip into the low 40s by the time this game is over yeah i I am going to assume not just because of the way the season has gone but also because of where they're going to be in late october that usc just isn't going to want to be there yeah so i'm going to do an official play and lay the points with notre dame um i think they're much better than usc to begin with and i think this is going to be an environment that notre dame is going to be far more comfortable with than usc is (laughs) I like both of those plays. I My model doesn't do totals, but the under makes a lot of sense. Uh, I official pick Notre Dame minus six and a half. Again, another best bet for me. The model thinks it should be 13. 13 might seem a little high, but I think that it's just tough because of the name recognition and we think USC, you know, full, but USC at this point is a very average college football team. My ratings have them right around zero where zero is an average team. I mean, they are just run of the mill. They are not... What we think of with USC, um, as long as you're under a touchdown, I love this bet. Even up to 10, I think it still makes a lot of sense. But yes, Notre Dame is a much better team. 
the cold weather, you know, if you're coming from Southern California, you don't want to be up uh, dealing with anything like that. So uh, now if you're, if you're like a suspicious type person, USC season has gone win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. So, so maybe this is the time they actually beat Notre Dame, but I doubt well, it. I, I, you know, I, we talked about all the time, right? We don't want to overreact. We don't want to underreact. I'm just remembering laying the points with USC against Stanford, a Stanford team who's also been up and down, <laughs> right? And I, I was thinking about this. We should go back and listen to some of the early, early episodes, of course, and uh, think through, think through some of the lines we were. Yeah, think through some of the lines that we took. We were like, man, we just did not know. But watching that game, being so confused, wondering if the team switched jerseys because Stanford was the explosive offense and USC was the team just trying to like grind it out or whatever. Yeah. I mean, USC just does not have the uh, playmaking capability that they've had in the past. So uh, to me, Notre Dame at home laying under a touchdown is just take it just way too easy. That wraps us up for the you don't have to watch them to make the monies, a.k.a. all of the professor's best bets, it seems like. Uh, there are seven of them there in total. Uh, we're going to talk about some other plays that I like one way or the other. I'm calling this section Convergence. Uh, these are picks <laughs> where others agree with the model or they have a play on the total, so we have a little bit more to talk about in this section. Uh, we're going to start off with North Carolina State, who is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at a Miami team that just oh, had their hearts ripped out. Yeah. after after last week uh cousin jared what do you have for us here official play for me here i am laying the three and a half points with nc state on the road at miami uh this doesn't fall under my just take the points in every acc game corollary um but that's this is mainly a play against miami you mentioned that heartbreaking loss last week i don't know if manny diaz is how much longer he's gonna be the head coach there um miami is one of those teams we talked about it a lot of times this year dead atmosphere in Miami home field advantage doesn't mean much there. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that the team's going to quit, but this feels like a prime spot to, if they are going to quit, this is going to be it. So I'm going to lay the three and a half points with NC state. Just two really harsh games that Miami's played in their last two. And they had a bye week sandwich in there. So it's been a while since something's good yeah. that has happened to Miami. Yep. I don't think it's going to happen this week either. I mean, the, the cat thing in the stadium was like the last good thing to happen to Miami. Yeah. Um, I too am laying the three and a half with NC State. My model thinks this should be closer to a touchdown than a field goal. Um, everything you said, Cousin Jared, that's spot on. I also think that North Carolina State not getting a lot of respect. I went against them last week. I regretted that. I'm not going to make the same mistake twice here. I think they're um, potentially one of the better teams in the ACC, which isn't saying much, but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, you play the teams in front of you. Um, Kansas State at Texas Tech. This is a Kansas State as a one-point road favorite. Um, in Lubbock, uh, Cousin Jared. Official play for me here, under 61. Uh, Texas Tech has been doing their part to hit the under every week for the past uh, few weeks. Uh, they they hit the under last week against Kansas. I was on them there. Uh, the TCU Tech under did not hit, but that the Tech did their part there. Uh, yeah, that they was did not score. TCU. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was a TCU problem there. Um, and then the West Virginia Tech game earlier in the season, that one went went way under. So I, I don't think Kansas State is going to play fast enough. I think they're going to keep the pace of the game low enough to where uh, we can easily get under the 61 number. So official play for me under 61 in this game. A Big 12 game that's expected to score 60 points. Man, this brings me back. <laughs> Kansas State I, used, used to be ranked, right? <laughs> they were ranked for one week, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because their schedule was so front-loaded because they got OSU, then OU, then Iowa State. Like, maybe things will turn around for Kansas State, but it's got to be one of those things where I need to see 
than play someone who's not at the top of the league first. Right. And, and my model thinks tech should be a three and a half point favorite. So I am taking, I'm laying the point mm. or taking the point with tech. Uh, it's basically a pick them. Uh, so I like Texas tech here. Um, tech being a one point home dog is confusing. My, that means that you think Kansas state is three and a half to four points better than tech. I don't have any evidence of that. I don't have any evidence that tech is that much better either. I think this is a, both of these teams are probably about the same. And so why not take the home team, especially with your, when you're getting a point, again, my model makes tech minus three and a half. I have them not even a full point better than Kansas state, which feels more accurate that both these teams are, I don't really know. They're both. Okay. Um, so yeah, take the point with the home team here. I, I've opinion. been to Lubbock. That home field is better at night than at 11 AM. This is yeah. true. That's yeah. a good point. Um, but either way, uh, I just don't see any evidence that Kansas state is, you know, supremely better than tech. They might be. I just don't think we've seen it kind of as, as you mentioned, Jack. One other big 12 game to talk about in this segment, West Virginia at TCU. TCU is a four-point favorite. Uh, official play for me here, I'm laying the four points with TCU. I've I've been bitten by West Virginia one too many times this year, and they have had some games where they have looked really not good. I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but this three-game stretch with TCU with the loss to Texas, uh, the easy win at Tech, and then the loss to Oklahoma, actually, actually feel a little better about TCU coming out of uh, one and two stretch than I thought I would. I, I thought they acquitted themselves fairly well uh, against Oklahoma on Saturday, um, so I have no issue laying the four points with TCU here. Any chance at all this gets to three and a half? I never try to make prognostications like yeah, that. I, I, mean, I, I don't know. Because the, the question is not, should you take West Virginia? You absolutely should not. The, the question is, what's the right number to take TCU? Yeah, how many points are you willing to lay? Yeah, yeah. Me, no. Uh, official pick for me, TCU minus four. The model thinks this should be seven. So most likely, again, most of the time the number moves the direction that my math has it. So my hunch is it doesn't get to three and a half, but occasionally I'm wrong on that. I'm going to about... At the, at the open in South Alabama last week, I was surprised I laid three and a half and it closed two and a half at you know, Florida. So it might get a little bit better, but uh, I don't think it will. I think just lay the four and move on. Uh, West Virginia is not in the same class as most of the rest. A lot of these big 12 teams are, I don't really know where they fall. West Virginia is not in that group. Uh, I think this one could get ugly. Uh, TCU should uh, much prefer playing West Virginia after facing uh, the wrath of Oklahoma last week and that they've got their yeah. offense figured out. Um, one more, uh, two more games actually in the state of Texas for this segment. We're going to talk about Texas State at Georgia State. Georgia State is a 10 point favorite. Georgia State's not in Texas. <laughs> well, but the other team is. So that's what matters. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to make segues here. <laughs> so, uh, official play from me here I'm taking the over 61. Uh, the overs in Georgia State games are five and one. Uh, the overs in Texas State games are four and two. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when we hit the over with uh, Georgia State and a uh, wild Louisiana Monroe. I think that was one of the only wins I had in my bad week a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Georgia State just plays really fast. And for Texas State, it has nothing to do with how fast they play. It has everything to do with how bad their defense is. So uh, official play for me over 61 in this game. Professor, do you ever collect homework, but not grade like all of the problems on the homework? You grade a subset of the problems on the homework? Absolutely. You never yeah, grade yeah, the entire yeah, so, homework. So, yeah, so, so, so this game and the next game, I'm not grading either of you guys for this. Like, I'm just going to pretend <laughs> these games don't exist. You guys have fun. Move on. 
A little foreshadowing to the next one. The next one this is going to be uh, even more fun, probably, to talk about. Uh, for this one, I am taking the 10 points with Texas State. It is a lean, so it is a smaller light to play there. Only because it's 10, the model thinks it should be 9. So I think when you're getting double digits on uh, two teams that I don't really know what to expect from. I like getting the plus 10. This could easily fall right on 10, uh, maybe seven, something like that. So uh, I'm taking the 10 points with Texas State as a lean. So my smallest confidence play right there. Uh, and then uh, uh, one that Jack already alluded to, it's even worse. Rice at UAB. <laughs> Definitely don't watch this one. Uh, UAB oh. is a 23-point favorite. <laughs> Cousin Jared, uh, how are we, we going to make money on this one? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> official play for me here, I am taking the under 45. Uh, again, that 45 key number there, I like it a lot less at 44 and a half. Um, and my notes here just say, see last week's game with Rice, that was a 45 to nothing loss at UT San Antonio. Um, I think UAB has a better defense than UT San Antonio does, but also a, a worse offense. Um, so official play for me under 45 here. I need to get into this under racket that cousin Jared's in because he seems to find a way to enjoy terrible games. It's, 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 it's a unique uh, experience. I would say to say the least uh, for sure. It's, it's not always enjoyable. It's someone, some would call it a fetish, right? And I'll, I'll sleep <laughs> in that. <laughs> I am laying. <laughs> I'm laying the 23 with UAB. The model thinks it should be 23 and a half. Um, it's like we talked about all the time here with these big numbers here. I think that UAB um, is the right side. It's only a lean though, just like the last game, because the, there's not a huge mathematical edge there, just a, just a lean. But I think that's the right side. Rice just got clocked last week. I think they're going to yeah. get clocked again. This could be a 24 nothing game. It could be a 44 nothing game. But yeah. either way, I, I think Rice is going to have a really hard time scoring. And so anytime you take a bunch of points with someone, and we're going to take a bunch of points later on in the show here, uh, you want to feel like they might at least score and or can hold the other team to under the 45 that they allowed to UTSA last week. Yeah. Um, and then our last game for our convergence section, one that uh, Cousin Jared, you and I agree on here mm -hmm. is BYU at Washington State. Take us away. Official play for me, I am laying the one and a half points with BYU. I mean, it's BYU versus Pac-12 team. What else do you need to know? I mean, it's an easy W, just check it off, you know, add it to the resume, BYU, Pac-12 champs. Uh, so I'm laying the one and a half points. <laughs> no, no, uh, Jared, I'm afraid you're confused. It's BYU winning the Pac-12 South. This so, is a Pac-12 North team. Uh, but, but, but you All bets are off. Play, but you always got to play someone in the division, right? That's how these division things work, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we don't have any data on this. And I mean, <laughs> and nothing's been easy for BYU lately. Well, and... and last maybe, time I was here, I have egg on my face from the Boise pick. Well, yeah, that, that is true. I, I've kind of been surprised by BYU the past couple of weeks. Also, the Washington State thing, we don't know who their coach is going to be, I think. I'm sure everybody's heard about that uh, at this point. I, by the time you listen to this, we may know who the who the coach is going to be. Um, so, yeah, it's it's uh, I, I wouldn't want to be back in Washington State in this game, that's for sure. Yeah, Washington State. Washington State got a huge win last week, come from behind, um, coming off the hideaway non-conference game. I think BYU used the right side here. My model puts it right about this, this number, so it's only a lean for me, uh, just looking at it with my eyeballs. We talked about this last week with the BYU-Baylor game. The Baylor's in a different class in the, in the Big 12 versus BYU playing all these Mountain West and Pac-12 schools. They're just two different levels, and you saw it last week. 
BYU is going to have a much better time now going back to teams in their own caliber on the West Coast as opposed to playing a team that's just in a different stratosphere from them. So I think BYU finds a way to get it done here, laying the one and a half. BYU signed up for this. Like this is good. This is their future. <laughs> it is, but it's also different when you get to recruit at that level. Um, I think you have a situation where a lot of times these teams, you know, West, we saw it a little bit with West Virginia and TCU as well. When you jump up like this, there are some struggles, particularly with depth, because you don't have, you haven't been recruiting at that level, but I think they'll figure it out. But yeah, early on, I think they're going to potentially I'm not sure that's going to apply to a school quite like BYU. Obviously, that's a, that's a good point. You never really know with, with them, but yeah, it's, it's going to be rough. I think early on, they, they've got some talent. They will always have some talent. They will always be a really tough place to play, but going up against the better teams in the big 12 is just a whole lot different than the Pac-12 and the Mountain West, at least right now. Mm-hmm. So this is for that segment. We have one game for this next segment. I'm calling divergence, right? We had convergence and divergence. So I just had to, had to do that. We have a head to head this week where cousin Jared and I differ. It is San Diego state at air force air force is a four and a half point favorite. Uh, cousin Jared. So, so my side on this official play for me, I'm laying the four and a half points with air force. Uh, I, I was stuck in a hotel room this weekend and watched a lot of the air force Boise state game. I was really impressed with the air force. I mean, it's, it's, it's three yards and a cloud of dust and it's just every single play they're getting exactly what they need to. It was something ridiculous. They were like 15 of 18 on fourth downs coming into the to the game against Boise State. They do a really good job of getting the option out on the edge. It's not just up the middle three yards every time. They do a really good job of getting it to their backs out there on the edge. I know San Diego State has a really good defense, but I feel like in this scenario, you're just asking Air Force to do the same thing at home against maybe a slightly worse team, maybe even team, uh, you know, in San Diego State compared to Boise. You're asking them to do the same thing they did last week this week and i think they can do that at home so i'm laying the four and a half points at air force here well jared i must say i I think i like your chances head-to-head against the professor more than i like my chances with appy state (laughs) against (laughs) coastal i i I wish both of us well maybe because if we both win like we might be out of a podcast. Don't kick us out. <laughs> yeah, don't come out of my podcast and go against me. Uh, I only have a lean on this one. This is not an official uh, official pick, just a lean. So it's a small state on it. I'm taking the four and a half with San Diego State on that lean. The model has it right at that number. The reason why I'm taking the four and a half is simply because this total is approaching 40. This to me is a toss-up yeah. game. San Diego State's been playing better. Um, I agree everything, with everything you said, Jared. I just think that this is the number of four and a half that I, I, I like this game could easily finish at, this could be a weird thing where a two-point conversion decides it. It could be easily yeah. a one, two, three, or four-point game in either direction. And I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever. Obviously, it could be uh, bigger than that, but it's just too many points at the end. I don't know what's going to happen. So it's just a lean, but I like the number on this spot more than anything else. I feel yeah. chipped. I, I was promised a head-to-head. The, the model's heart's not in, the, in this. The model's this is like, heart is not in it. <laughs> There's a head to like... I don't know, like stiff armed hand or something like (laughs) stay away. No, (laughs) I want action. I mean, this is as good as, as good as you're going to get other than the Uh, where you decided to go against us. (laughs) Um, All right. So moving on, uh, I've got a handful of games here that I'm going to talk about. I'll pause just for a second. If any, if either of you guys want to mention anything here and these, these are all official picks. So none of these are best bets, but they are all more than leans. We'll get to a few leans I have after that. So all these are official picks. Um, the 
First one here, Western Michigan at Toledo. I am taking the three points with Toledo. The model has this at a pick'em. I like it there at the plus three, um, getting the full field goal because this is a toss-up game in my opinion. Buffalo at Akron. Buffalo is a 10 and a half point favorite. I don't think Buffalo should be 10 and a half point favorites against very many teams. The model has loved Buffalo all year. It's mostly been wrong. The model has flipped. The model thinks this should only be eight and a half. So I'm taking the 10 and a half points with Akron just because I'm praise the Lord that the model has finally figured out that Buffalo <laughs> is not that good. I debated. I, if the number had got to seven last week, I was going to lay seven with Buffalo. They won by a point. Um, so I'm glad the models kind of finally figured out that Buffalo just isn't that good. Um, it just had a weird like of them for a while. Northern Illinois, I am taking the five points at Central Michigan. The model thinks this should be a one-point game, so a lot closer um, together these two teams. I think the Northern Illinois is the slightly better team, so I'll take the five there, knowing the game could easily finish three or four. Uh, Western Kentucky at Florida International, I'm taking all 17 points with Florida International. The model thinks only 13. I have no read on Florida International whatsoever. It's just that's a lot of points, yeah. uh, so I'm just trusting the math. Another four yeah, schools... West or Western Kentucky plays a style of, of game where, you know, you could easily Florida national score 40 points or something like that and, and cover that, you know, 17 number ends up being like 42 to 35 or something like that. So. Right. And, and, and to your point there, if Western Kentucky was more of a grinded out type team getting 17 points there, I would say that's a best bet, but as it is, yeah, anything could happen in that game. Western Kentucky could yeah. put up 60. They could give up 40. I don't really yeah. know. It's just, it's a lot of points. So yeah. I just like taking all those points there. And I don't think that the difference between those two teams is quite that much. Um, another Florida school, South Florida is a three and a half point home favorite to Temple. I am taking the three and a half points with Temple. I think this should be about a pick em. Um, And then I think, because you're, you're going to talk about the total on that one later on. So kind of a little teaser. Yes. Yes. on that game that you'll have a chance to talk about that one. Um, speaking of things near dear to Cousin Jared's heart, Texas A&M is a 21-point home favorite against South Carolina. I'm taking the 21 points with South Carolina. The model thinks 15. I don't see how South Carolina scores. I don't see how Texas A&M scores. I mean, under is also a, a thought for this one. Mm-hmm. That's just a lot of points uh, to get there. I could ease, especially at 21. Maybe 20, I could see Texas A&M winning... Uh, you know, 30 to 10, right? 34 to 14. I could see one of those type of games. So 20 maybe, but at 21, I think that's just way too many points uh, for that one. Yeah, uh, no, no comment for me on, on that one. I can't dispute anything that you said. <laughs> I was waiting on that. Were wow. you bold enough to say anything? Go on record on that one. <laughs> no, no, can't dispute you. That, that might be. That, that, that might the that might be the biggest admonishment he could give his school. Like, raise no defense whatsoever. Well, well, I, I think this this could be exactly like the Missouri game, where we were up like 28 to 7 at halftime. We ended up winning 35 to 14. Jimbo has no inclination, once he gets to buy a few scores, to do anything else offensively. Number one, our quarterback's not that great. Number two, he wants to win the ball anyway, so we're just going to run it for three yards every time, run time off the clock. Um, so, I mean, I, I think, like I said, everything that you said I think is correct. Yeah. Uh, another ugly SEC game, Mississippi State at Vanderbilt. Uh, maybe a little plot twist here. I'm taking the 23 with Vanderbilt. The model thinks it wow. should be 19 and a half. Time uh, out. Time out. You're on UConn and Vandy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, wait till the next one. Wait till the next I, one. It gets worse. I, I think Actually, we wait, wait till have... one other one. It's going to get bad. I'm thinking, hey, taking some stinkers here. Okay, I'll, I'll wait and hear the next game before I make yeah. my comments. So okay. proceed. Okay, so here, what's your mind about this one? Uh, Mississippi State, uh, they they played Alabama last week, right? Mm-hmm. Am I remembering that correctly? Yep. 
Yep. Or did they not play Alabama? I can't remember. They, I, they, I did. Someone played Alabama. Someone played yeah, Alabama in those jerseys. Um, yeah. Things do not tend to go well the week after you play Alabama. You just end up beaten up and bruised, I guess. I'm not really sure. Vanderbilt hasn't quit yet. Um, so, yeah, they're going to lose this game almost assuredly. But getting 23 points is a lot of points for a team that's really going to be licking their wounds, I think, all week. So I like getting uh, that many points with Vanderbilt. Again, the model thinks only 19 and a half. Uh, but another stinker, and man, this one was really hard to pull the trigger on, but New Mexico is at Wyoming, and I am taking, yeah, yeah. For the audio only people out there, man, the faces of my two co-hosts. <laughs> I'm taking, I'm taking 20 points with New Mexico. Now, hear me out on this. The model is five and zero fading New Mexico. So the model that's not a has defense said, has has said the model has said don't play New Mexico, go the other direction. Now the model says take New Mexico. So what's up with that, right? So the model thinks only 16 and a half. So now that the model flips, I don't see any reason not to flip with it. I think that people are overreacting too much. New Mexico is really bad. I don't think Wyoming is that good. I see Wyoming winning this game by 17, uh, maybe 14. Well, I, I think the total in this game, it may be back up to 40. I know at one point it was at 39. So that, you know, kind of, great opportunity to take points there i also think don't quote me on this i think quarterback for new mexico he's questionable they're not sure if he's going to play or not but i think you're going to get a lot more value if he ends up playing i think this is going to drop way down past the the 20 i think they're kind of factoring that he's not going to play so i guess what this is a long way of me saying i think you might get some really good value here if he ends up playing and my other comment sorry oh yeah we need to have a podcast special two-team parlay with UConn and Vanderbilt. Let's, let's, let's oh. give the people what they want. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. And if you, yeah. And if you want to get wild and go to three team with New Mexico in there, right. I mean, just some wow, yeah. really, really bad teams there. Um, yeah. and, and we talked about this in a previous segment, right. With teasing. And again, I generally don't recommend teasers, but if you're going to tease a team when you can get a lot of points and get even more points in a game with a total of 40, yeah you're getting some value. I mean, people don't think that Wyoming and New Mexico is going to have a lot of points, uh, you know, and in South Carolina, same thing. They don't, there should be a lot of points in these games. And so if there's not a lot of points and all of a sudden you're getting more at some point, they can't score negative, right? I, we can project that with a model simulation, but they aren't going to get negative points. Yeah. So taking all those points can be valuable. If I did a $10 money line parlay with UConn and Vandy, what would I get? Oh, money line. Oh my. Uh, yeah, a lot of money. No, the correct answer is minus $10. Minus $10, yeah, exactly. I mean, reasonably, a $10 money line parlay on those two would probably pay $300 or something like that. Man. And it would be maybe 400 I mean, it would be way up there. Um, two more games in this segment. They are not laughers like those two are. Nevada at Fresno State. I'm laying the four with Fresno State. The model thinks mm. it should be six and a half. This is only not a best bet simply because my model doesn't really like Nevada. And so I don't. Um, I'm a little nervous on that aspect of it, but otherwise I'm trusting the math and saying that Fresno State is the better team at home. And so just a normal pick for me there. And then the last one, I really like this from a personal standpoint. The issue is the math doesn't seem to love it and it's a Pac-12 game, so I can't make it a best bet, but Utah minus three. I think they're really figuring things out. Um, At Oregon State, the model thinks it should be four, but yeah, it's a Pac-12 game. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love how that's just like a, a law now. Yeah, no, should, no best bets on Pac-12 games. It's programmed in the model now. <laughs> it, it's yeah, it's not. But it, maybe it, it should be right. Of course, we had, we had one with Colorado, right? But that one that line just made no sense. So it, it's almost like the bar is really high for best bets in Pac-12 games, right? It has to be like 
super crazy or else you know you shouldn't do it i've got a few leans i want to run through these are all one unit picks for me so just things that i like a little bit not a lot uh the first one a straight up the laugher of all the laughers you thought it was bad taking uconn you thought it was bad taking vanderbilt i'm taking umass plus 36 at florida state the model thinks it wow. should be 28 that is just too many points. It's one of those yeah. things where I, this game is either Florida State just stops playing and they win by 20 or Florida State wins by 60 and you don't care. There's no in between, I, in my opinion. I, I follow the logic on this one because Florida State's already blown a home game to a really bad team. <laughs> there you go, exactly. Yeah, and, so, and, and apologies that I didn't do my research on UMass and Florida State before the pod. Um, but I well, know I mean, Florida Why wouldn't you? I mean, it's such a must-watch game. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but what I was going to say is I, I do know that Florida State is either playing Miami or Florida next week. I'm not sure which one. So this is a potential look-ahead spot where obviously Florida State wins easily. But yes, that is a ton of points in a look-ahead spot for Florida State. Yeah, and, and a spot where, you know, get the starters out of going to the, the nerve of Florida State looking ahead past anybody at this point in the season. It's <laughs> very true. It's very true. Yeah, it should be an easy one. But that's just, I mean, and they still and, might do it. And it's only a lean just because out of principle, I cannot make an official play <laughs> on UMass against a real team. And we did it against UConn and it worked, but UConn's yeah. also not really a real team either. No, you know, apologies to them. But um, yeah, just, just way too many points. So a lean for me on UMass, a lean for me on Ohio State minus 19. The model pegs us right about that same spot but we talked about this in previous podcasts the model does not do well with those top teams uh exactly knowing how good they are uh, i think that the model doesn't quite know how good ohio state is and doesn't really know how to peg them so i think this is one where laying the 19 makes a lot of sense ohio state's just been crushing teams and i think they go in and crush indiana um this week who's indiana's quarterback gonna be if if it's if it's not uh the phoenix guy it's 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 not going to be good for them yeah and he's been struggling this year anyway right and then, you know not, not quite yeah. the same guy he was last yeah, year yeah, so yeah yeah, yeah. i mean my, my response is does it really matter at this point yeah you know I, th- I think it's i think it's ugly the way uh kent state at ohio i am taking the six points with ohio the model thinks it should be four and a half so we're gonna lean there uh, miami of ohio plus six and a half i'm gonna lean there just too many points in these mac games when who the heck knows what's gonna happen it's almost that acc theory that we talked about before so again just a lean there because i just think it's a lot of points so putting a little bit of skin in the game and have a ton uh oklahoma state is a seven point dog at iowa state this line kind of confused me a little bit wow here. I, that got out to seven got out to seven wow um it, yeah it was six and a half for a while got to seven last night it's been sitting there um iowa state's a good team oklahoma state probably not as good as the number in front of their name but seven uh, seems no. like a lot yeah uh seven seems like a lot so i'm going to take the seven uh, again as a lean the model thinks it should only be six I mean, um, model been fading Oklahoma State the past couple of weeks, and they just found ways to win anyway. So I guess it makes sense that it starts to like Oklahoma State now, even if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, LSU plus 11 and a half at Ole Miss. I'm taking all of those points. The model thinks it should be 11, so we're going to lean there. Also a lean on the Ed Orgeron as interim coach does a whole lot better. So uh, <laughs> that why not? 1,000% accurate. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, again, just a small play there. And then a small play on a game that, might be one of the more entertaining games of the week. One of the more intriguing ones for not really sure what to make of either team. Uh, Oregon at UCLA. I have a lean to UCLA. I think that's the right side. Don't overthink it. Then the number's less than a field goal. So I'm laying the two just because I think they're the better team. I think they're going to win. I'm not overthinking it. 
Yeah, so so I'll keep everybody updated on on Twitter this week. Uh, the total is currently at 58 on this one. I think it's going to go up. I might be eyeing the under. Clearly, we know Oregon has offensive issues at, at this point. And UCLA, like, when you look at, like, the yards and stuff they put up, they do fine, but it just hasn't been translating to points. And so I don't really know what to do with that. I don't know if they're going to regress and if the number of points that they, you know, are expected based on the number of yards they've had – or if there's just something to they, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's not necessarily turnovers. I don't know if they're sputtering in the red zone. I don't know what it is. But anyway, watch watch on Twitter. It may be a potential underplay here for me later in the week. And is it too soon to call this a Chip Kelly revenge game or, or too far away, I guess? Is that, has that I, ship I, sailed? Yeah, I, I think that that ship has sailed, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> Jared, I think you have three more picks uh, that I'm going to let you take, take the floor with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to run through these really fast. East Carolina at Houston, total under 58 here. Again, 58, that key number. Uh, don't like it nearly as much lower than that. Uh, Houston's defense is really good, and I know this may shock uh, some people to hear. UH plays with some of the slowest pace in the country. They are a, a very slow-paced team, which you wouldn't expect from a Dana Holgerson uh, coach team. No, it's um, weird so to watch. He must have run out of yeah. Red Bull. <laughs> that that is probably actually probably the I think most commercial answer. about that right <laughs> yeah i think that's the most logical response there uh so under 58 in that game uh georgia tech at virginia i am going to take the over 61 here uh georgia tech games have had really high totals with pass happy teams virginia loves to throw the ball around this year uh so over 61 an official play for me there and then the last one tennessee at alabama i am taking the under 67 uh number one and most important not sure who who's playing a quarterback for, for Tennessee, their starter who had kind of turned around their offense, made it a lot more efficient, at least uh, got hurt there at the end of the Ole Miss game, wasn't putting any weight on his leg. If he doesn't play, I, I, I don't see, I think this number is going to drop even more. Um, Milton, who they brought in was, was already benched earlier this year for poor, for poor for performance against teams that weren't nearly as good as Alabama uh, and also just a big letdown spot for Tennessee right especially after everything that, that happened last week yeah. uh, this feels like a game where Alabama's up big in the third quarter and then just starts running the ball right up the middle every play uh, and just starts running clock I mean, here the last quarter and a half I, I was tempted to lay the points with Bama and actually for once wish that they destroyed somebody just kind of out of principle you know yeah like, I, g- it, given the way the Tennessee fans behaved last week but like even th- th- with that number, I couldn't do it. Well, well, I mean, if there's such a thing as karma, I'd definitely come back around here. This, I think if you're going to lay all those points to Alabama, though, this may be the spot. It may be. The, I want to talk about this one real quick. Yeah, Alabama's a 27.5-point favorite right now. The model makes this only 15. And so some of you may see the spreadsheet and think, oh, that means Tennessee's the play. Tennessee is not the play, folks. Um, this is, again, we're talking <laughs> about one of my jobs is to highlight the strengths and weaknesses of the model. It does not do well with these top teams. Uh, yeah. it, I don't think I've ever had a play on Alabama. I think it says the model just yeah. says fade Alabama for a week. Yeah. I don't quite, it, it, it doesn't know how to handle them, especially this year. Now that they look kind of mortal for a game or two, it really doesn't know how to handle them. So I'm not taking the points of Tennessee. And then of course you talked about the quarterback situation as well. It's a whole different world uh, with the backup in who, you know, last week decides in the last play of the game, you have to score a touchdown. And so let's run 10 yards and then give up, you know, I'm sure it was a stressful situation for him. I'm not, I'm not saying I would have done better. I wouldn't have, I would have just run backwards. I wouldn't have made it 10 yards. I I wouldn't either, but I felt so bad for him. I do too. I do too. It's it's a really tough spot, but I mean, again, as you mentioned, he was benched already this year. He struggled. Um, 
football is hard. Sports are hard, right? And going against Alabama yeah. is really hard. So, I mean, if he's in there, it's just, not, I don't think it's going to go well. So not a, not a play on Tennessee for me as well, even though you look at the number on the model, it's like, oh, these teams are close. It's like, I, I don't the, think the, Tennessee. I mean, this is the rare occasion where Saban could actually like, let, like take the gloves off, just go absolutely annihilate somebody and people might thank him for it. <laughs> this is true right now. Yeah. Like, I, how, do, how do you pass that up? If you have, so, if you're someone like Nick Saban, <laughs> right. Right. Um, numbers we're waiting on. We maybe this last week, it worked pretty well. In fact, it was kind of funny. We waited on some numbers. And then by the time I uploaded the podcast, we were already taking those numbers. They were coming around. So maybe the same thing happens again. Um, but this is the segment where we highlight some games that we like, but we aren't in a rush to grab the number right now. Uh, a Friday game, San Jose state is a four and a half point favorite. My model makes them a five and a half point favorite. The model has faded San Jose State six straight games, but now says they have an edge. So again, anytime the model flips like that, I think the model's doing something a little bit different than the general public that tends to work well. It's reacting differently. I like yeah. that. Or it, you're playing UNLV. Or yeah, you hey, I've been play, I backed UNLV last week and it works really well yeah. too. Um, but I think it's a lean at four and a half. I think that the number has finally caught up to San Jose State, right, from last year. But the, all the metrics now are fine. People are realizing San Jose State is not that good. So it's a lean at four and a half, but I'm holding out because that's not really any value, but difference between four and a half, five, five and a half, whatever. Um, if it gets to three and a half, it's a normal play. If it drops to three, it's a best bet. I don't know if it'll get there or not. I talked about Iowa State last week was kind of in the same spot, and that number ran away the other direction. So this may turn out to San Jose State may close as touchdown favorite. Who really knows? But at this point, I'm not really rushing to lay points on a road game on a Friday night. Uh, I'm hoping to get a better number with San Jose State. Uh, Boston College is a six and a half point road dog to Louisville. Uh, Cousin Jerry, do you have a take on this one? Yeah, so Boston College, this is going to fall under my ACC take the points uh, corollary. Uh, and right now, I think the last I saw the number was six or six and a half. Um, just, just waiting to see if it goes back to seven. Um, you know, I, I think I would probably still play it at six and a half or six, uh, but just kind of holding out, hoping we can get that seven number. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. It's a lean at plus six, plus six and a half. I like it as a normal play at seven. The model thinks it should only be four and a half. So uh, just kind of holding out and seeing what happens with this one here as well. Clemson at Pittsburgh. So we get to talk about Clemson every week. It seems like uh, how, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, Pittsburgh is a four point home favorite against Clemson. I, I don't think you could have I would have never seen the situation coming at the start of the season that Clemson would be an underdog, even on the road at Pittsburgh. I think at the start of the season, you would have said Clemson was a, a 10, 12 point favorite in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the number I'm waiting for here is a total of 45. And I think if I get to 45, I'm going to play the over here. Um, Pitt has been involved in some high scoring games this year. And I think that this is going to be a, a good opportunity for Clemson's offense to bounce back. So uh, I think it's going to be a, a play at the over at 45 here for me it's interesting oh, jack i i you're, you're waiting for clemson's offense to bounce back like they, they haven't bounced yet <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the directions they're bouncing are not good ones yeah but like i said i think i think Pitts just had a lot of high scoring games this year so i yeah. think if it's gonna happen i'm not saying it is but if i think this is a good place yeah pit pit wants to score and they don't mind letting you score so absolutely um I am actually waiting for a better number on Pittsburgh. My model thinks it should be Pittsburgh minus seven. So it's a normal play at Pittsburgh minus four. 
I'm waiting on this one just because I think that people will bet on Clemson, even though I don't think that's the right side. If it gets to three, it's a best bet for me. I just don't think my numbers continue to drop Clemson. They continue to, I have Pittsburgh as a better team than Clemson. So I just, I think that people though will bet the name on the front of the Jersey. And so I'm hoping to get, you know, hoping to like three and a half, maybe three with Pittsburgh. So just holding out on that one. Cause I just think money's going to come in on Clemson. Even yeah. And it's foolish. Yeah. And, and, and sorry, I should have also mentioned the total's currently at 47 with the Clemson game and two points is a lot of movement there, but the, the total against the Syracuse last week just dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped. So this may be something like it doesn't get there till Thursday or Friday, but I think there's a chance it gets to 45. All right. And then Michigan is a 21 and a half point road favorite. Um, I think it should be 25. So it's a best bet at 21. I'm just hoping it gets there. If not, it's still a normal play. Uh, we talked about probabilities earlier. I've got the conditional probability that this game uh, lands on 21 at 3%. And so I just want to give myself that extra little boost of turning that uh, 3%, that would be a loss if you lay 21 and a half into a push. Again, it's not going to overall, I still like the play. It's just, hey, I, there's no rush in 21 and a half, 22, 22 and a half are all about the same, but 21 gets you some value. So I'm holding off on that one to see what the number does with Michigan. Um, if it starts going the other direction, it may just lock it in because I want to make sure I don't have to lay 24. So I'll just keep an eye on that one. And then, because Jared, you have one last one. We teased it earlier, the Temple USF game. You have a total that you're keeping an eye on for that one. Yeah, the, the total is currently at 57 and a half. Uh, I want the under here. 58 is the fourth most common uh, total number in college football the past five years. I would really like this to get to 58. I'll be honest with you. I don't think it's going to get there. Um, I may lock this in as soon as the pod is over. I just don't see it. I would definitely... Like if it keeps going down, I would definitely play it at 57. I wouldn't let it get down to 56 and a half. Um, so, you know, just for those that watch later on in the week, I would still take it at 57. Uh, but hoping I get 58, I would probably buy it up to 58 if you had the opportunity to do that. All right. All right. And then our last segment here, uh, if you've been with us for any time, you know, we like to close off with our after dark segment. If you're a night out who loves college football, this is the segment for you. Of course, this segment now is one game. I don't understand the schedule this week. Me either. The second to last game kicks at 6.30 Central, and then there is nothing but the Hawaii special. And because the Hawaii special starts later, there might actually be Saturday night window with literally no college football happening. Wow. It I makes, don't like this world. Is the president it, talking? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand what is happening. It makes no sense. It's not like ESPN, you know, there will be some playoff baseball, but it's not like ESPN's airing that. So I don't know why this is the case. Um, what after dark game? So uh, this is the segment for you. This is the game for you. Um, if you feel like watching a game that starts at, I, I believe, midnight central, New Mexico State at Hawaii, we've already seen this game. Uh, Hawaii <laughs> already came on to the mainland and beat New Mexico State by 20 in Las Cruces as Hawaii was a 17 point favorite in that game. This game on the island, they are an 18 point favorite. Uh, Anybody have anything on this one? I've, I've got nothing. I hope Hawaii has fans <laughs> in the stands by now. I, 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 don't, I don't know, know if they do. Yeah. I, I thought they were announcing something close to that. My only possible explanation is that the Aggies are going to be like being in Hawaii more than they like being in Las Cruces. <laughs> but is that how's that going to affect them on the field? That's the thing is I don't know which way that goes. <laughs> so hey, hey, hey! If we if we play well, maybe they'll let us transfer here. 
<laughs> that would be an upgrade, right, from New Mexico State. Who's one? I don't know. I don't the worst teams know. in FBS. I, I don't understand. Yeah, a weird rematch situation. We've had these a couple times in years past with some of these independent teams trying to fill their uh, their schedule up, and then you get the weird NCAA rules where you get extra games if you go to Hawaii. Uh, to encourage that. So uh, I'm laying the 18 with Hawaii as an official pick. The model thinks it should be 21. Um, I don't really have any great analysis, and especially considering it's a rematch that makes things a little bit wonkier, but Hawaii was the better team last time. They should be the better team this time, um, but we'll see how, what sort of adjustments these teams make. It's like an extended halftime, right? You get all, you have a whole week to make the, uh, your halftime adjustments for the next game. Yeah. Uh, so I'm laying the 18 with Hawaii just because I think that Hawaii is a much better team. Not that they're great, but New Mexico state is, uh, just really bad, you know. Them and them and UConn just continuously fighting for that last spot in my ratings. Um, I think I understand the scheduling issue, guys. Jason Sudeikis is hosting Saturday Night Live this week. <laughs> I mean, he's a funny guy, so there you go. Yeah, yeah I mean, there yeah. You go. Drop everything. <laughs> Drop everything. All right. Well, that wraps us up for another episode of Picks with the Professor. I'm Professor Sides for Jack and cousin Jared. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe or follow if you aren't already. And remember. You can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money.